everyone, it's Miss Daniela, and welcome back to another episode of the RHC Kids Podcast, the only podcast that is for kids from RHC Kids, where we talk about the big questions and big stories in the Bible that all point us towards the biggest story of all, which is that God loved us enough to send Jesus to save us from our sins. So if you've been following with us in this series, we've been tracking through the book of Hebrews in chapter 11, looking at the people and events mentioned there, and looking at their faith and how their faith points us to a deeper faith and a deeper trust in God and his promises. So in our last episode, we talked about Jacob and Jacob's blessings to his sons. So Jacob blessed Joseph, Joseph's brothers, and Jacob's grandsons. Jacob's blessings echo Isaac's blessings, which were a hope for the future, as well as a reaffirmation of the promises of God which was to give the people a land of their own and to make them into a great nation. But what we also saw in yesterday's episode, as we backtracked and looked at Jacob's life as a whole, we saw how God worked in his life and in his heart. God gives Jacob a new name and allows him to reconcile with his brother Esau. We even see Jacob admit that God has been his shepherd his whole life, and he prays to God for salvation, which is quite the 180 from where we first started. And ultimately, that's good news for us, that God loves us in spite of our sin and works to change our hearts. So today in Hebrews 11, we're going to look at verse 22. And today we're going to look um, a lot more in depth at Joseph, Jacob's son. So Hebrews 11 verse 22 says this, By faith, Joseph, at the end of his life, made mention of the exodus of the Israelites and gave directions concerning his bones. So again, in today's passage, we're talking about Joseph, Jacob's son. Now, as was the case with Jacob, we pick up with Joseph at the end of his life in the book of Hebrews. And Hebrews tells us that he made mention of the Exodus. But to fully unpack what this means for the future of Israel and to talk about what the Exodus is, we have to go back and look at the full story of Joseph's life from the book of Genesis. So at the time when Joseph was born, his father Jacob was living in Canaan. Now, Joseph had other older brothers, but Joseph was Jacob's favorite. Joseph was the son of Jacob's old age, the child he had waited for with Rachel, his wife. Jacob showed his love to Joseph by giving him a robe of different colors. And needless to say, this favoritism caused tension between Joseph and his older brothers. The tension only grew when Joseph had multiple dreams that one day his brothers would bow down to him. So Joseph's brothers made a plan. They wanted to get rid of him. Reuben, one of Joseph's older brothers, said no to killing Joseph, but they still wanted to get him out of the picture. So they ambushed Joseph one day. They took the robe that had been given to him by his father and they threw him into a pit. And then Judah had the plan to sell Joseph. So they did. And then they lied and faked his death to Jacob. And so Joseph went to Egypt, where he was sold into the service of Potiphar, an officer of the Pharaoh. The Pharaoh was the ruler of Egypt. But God was still with Joseph, and God caused Joseph to succeed in all that he did while in the service of Potiphar. And because of God's favor and Joseph's success, Potiphar gave Joseph control over everything he had. And so Potiphar's whole house was blessed. And for a time, things went very well. But it didn't last. Potiphar's wife ended up lying about Joseph, saying he had made inappropriate advances towards her. And so Joseph went from being an important servant over the head of an entire household 
to being in prison. But God had still not forgotten about Joseph. The Bible tells us that God continued to show steadfast love to Joseph. And so Joseph was well-kept and successful even in prison. While he was in prison, Joseph was able to correctly interpret the dreams of two of his fellow prisoners, both of whom were servants of the Pharaoh. And Joseph asked the servant to remember him when he went back to Pharaoh's court and tell Pharaoh what was happening to him. And so Joseph remains in prison. And while that's happening, Pharaoh is having a series of crazy dreams and no one is able to interpret them. Pharaoh's servant remembered how Joseph was able to interpret his dream while he was in prison. And he told the Pharaoh about this Hebrew man who was able to tell what dreams mean. So Pharaoh sent for Joseph and Joseph interpreted the dream. He told Pharaoh that what he was going to say wouldn't come from him, but from God. And he told Pharaoh that his dreams meant there would be seven years of plenty, seven years where there would be lots of crops and lots of food and things would go well in the land. But those seven years of plenty would be followed by seven years of famine, seven years where there would be little food and the people would struggle. So Joseph advised Pharaoh to set a wise man to prepare the people for the famine. Joseph was the man chosen, and he became second only to Pharaoh. He planned and he stored food and he cared for the people. And when the famine came, he was responsible for giving the people what they needed. And so the famine spreads far and wide and only Egypt is prepared. Jacob, who is still living in Canaan, hears about Egypt's supply and sends all of his sons, except for Joseph's younger brother, Benjamin, to go get food. And so they go. Joseph recognizes his brothers, but they don't recognize him. They bow to Joseph and beg for help, just like Joseph's dream. Joseph leads his brother through a series of tests. He wants to know, are they really different from when they sold him into slavery? And so he continues to conceal his identity, his identity from his brothers and has this kind of back and forth with them. Um, Joseph's brothers, again, they're bowing before him. They're begging him for help. But Joseph accuses them of being spies. And they reply that they're brothers. One, they say, is no more, but the youngest is in Canaan. So Joseph tests them. One will stay with him in Egypt and the rest will go get Benjamin. And so he sends them on their way with grain that they had come for. And so they went home and they tell their father, they tell Jacob and they say, there's this man in Egypt. And he says that he will only help us and he will only believe us if we bring back Benjamin to prove what we're saying is true. And so finally, Jacob agrees to let his sons take Benjamin to Egypt, ultimately because they needed more food. And Jacob asks God to grant them mercy. So Joseph's brothers go back to Egypt. They take a gift with them and double the money that they would owe Joseph for the grain that they have. And they arrive in Egypt and Joseph kind of surprises them. He ends up making a meal for his brothers. And they sit and they eat together. And then Joseph has one more trick or one more test. For his brothers. He ends up tricking and trapping Benjamin so that Benjamin has to stay in Egypt and Judah begs for Benjamin's life. He says, if you take my brother, it will destroy my father. It will kill him. He's already lost one son. We can't lose another. 
And so it's then that Joseph reveals his true identity. He tells his brothers who he is and kind of what has happened to him and tells them that he realizes that they're different now than what they were when they sold him into slavery. So Joseph is reunited with his family and there is much forgiveness. And eventually the whole family moves to live in Egypt with Joseph and to be cared for. And they live there for quite some time. And that kind of brings us to the end of Joseph's story. So what's the point? The point is exactly what Joseph tells his brothers in chapters 45 and 50 of Genesis. Joseph tells them that God sent me here before you to preserve life and that they meant evil against him, but God meant it for good. Joseph's brothers sinned and they intended harm. They actually talked about killing their own brother and eventually they sold him into slavery, but that's still harsh and still a sin. They sold him into a hard life. But Joseph reminds them that even though they intended it for harm and for evil, God had a plan all along. God knew what would happen to Joseph and he worked in and through his circumstances for God's good purpose, for his glory. Because of Joseph, his family was saved from the famine, something that wouldn't have happened had Joseph not been in Egypt. Not only that, Joseph was able to preserve the lives of an entire nation of people. And Joseph never lost an opportunity to tell the Egyptians about the one true God he served and by whom all of this was being accomplished. Sometimes our circumstances are hard. There is no doubt that there were times in Joseph's life that were difficult or that he wished he could kind of skip over or even that were hard to see what the, what the point was. But Joseph had the perspective of knowing that the God he loved and who loved him was working those things for good. Knowing and trusting that God loves us doesn't mean that we will automatically be pulled out of circumstances that we don't like, even though we wish that was the case sometimes. But rather is that we have faith in God and his plan and that we trust that through these difficult times, God will continue to work things for good. Joseph's life reminds us of this, but it's also important to remember for later. If you'll remember our verse in Hebrews, it talks about Joseph mentioning the Exodus. You see, Joseph also knew that while Egypt was where his family needed to be right then, it wasn't the land that God had promised them. And he reminded his family that they would have to make an exodus or an exit from Egypt and return to the land promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He had faith they would see the land promised to them. It would be a long time, and quite frankly, things wouldn't go so well for the Israelites in the interim. But God was still working for good, for his glory even in the hard times. And so that is the story of Joseph. So again, there's a lot to unpack there on the story of Joseph spans many, many chapters in Genesis. So I would encourage you to go back and look at those, um, but specifically look at Genesis 45. That's where Joseph reveals his identity to his brothers and where they have this conversation about how the things that his brothers had intended for harm God had intended for good and God worked through those things. So go back um, and pay special attention to Genesis 45. Um, talk with your parents or with a sibling about what you can learn about God from those chapters, what we can learn about people, and then see if there are any commands or promises that we can that we can determine in that particular chapter. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. We'll be back next week and we're going to talk about the exodus from Egypt 
um, through the life of Moses. So tune in for that next week. And in the meantime, be kind, show the love of Jesus to your family, to your friends, to whomever you meet today. I miss you terribly. I love you very much. And I am praying for you always. And I cannot wait to talk to you again soon. Bye. Thank you.